Jesus says that he is the true vine and that his disciples are the vine branches. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Because without me you can do nothing. Christ is here speaking of the total dependence that we as his disciples have on God and that Jesus Christ himself is God. He is our life's blood. We need to be united intimately with him like branches on a tree. We need his sap, so to speak. This is the metaphor. His sap is the is his blood, his precious blood, which he shed on the cross. And the vine is the cross. He says in another place, unless you take up your cross every day and follow me, you're not worthy of me. The tree of God, the tree of life, is to give oneself for love, as Christ did on the cross, for the forgiveness of sins. He did that and we join him. This image, this metaphor of the vine and the branches means that, first of all, Christ is the source of our life and of our health. We are well with him. Without him, we are dead. By baptism in water and the Holy Spirit, God gave us supernatural life joining us to Christ. We became branches of the vine, given sanctifying grace, supernatural life, the life of holiness, the life of God that Christ gives to the world by his saving death, by the merits of his passion and death, by his blood, our sins are washed away in the water of baptism. First, by the blood of Christ, we are washed of our sins and given new and everlasting life. We become members of God. St. Paul uses the image of the body of Christ, which he takes from this image that our Lord himself gave of the vine and the branches. Paul speaks of, of we are members of the body of Christ. And we are made members of the body of Christ by baptism. Members of the household of God. Citizens of heaven. In Holy Communion, the the reality is even more palpable. This union of the branches to the vine through which we have the sap, which is the blood of Christ. Because in Holy Communion, we we eat Jesus Christ. He really nourishes us. We eat the true food, the true bread, the bread that gives us life that will never end. Beyond the grave, we will live. This life life is only the preparation for the life to come. And so we eat the flesh and blood of God in the person of Christ, by which he gives us continual nourishment by his grace to live the life of God in the world in faith. A Christian living in the world has 
The nourishment from God in Holy Communion, which gives him the strength and the capacity and the grace and the courage to live the life of God in the world. It's God living in us. We belong to the Lord. The, the Christian discipleship is Christ who lives. St. Paul also says, it is Christ who lives. It is no longer I who live, but Christ living in me. The evidence that we live in Christ and that he lives in us is told to us by St. John in the second reading from his first letter. He says that the evidence that we live in Christ and that Christ lives in us is that we believe the evidence that God is in us is that we believe in his son, Jesus Christ. And we love one another as he commands us. We follow the Ten Commandments. Those are the guidelines. They're the boundaries outside of which we don't love God or our neighbor. And, and that's why it's necessary to examine our consciences. This is, this is Eastertide. It, beginning in Lent and through all of Easter, you, you know the Paschal precept, the Easter duty that every Catholic, in order to be a faithful Catholic, is required by the law of the Church to receive Holy Communion worthily, having confessed all mortal sins. We are required by the Church to live in sanctifying grace during this time, examining our consciences. If you haven't read an examination of conscience in, in over a couple of years, it's a good idea to read one. I, 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 I propose to you to put it in, in a search engine. Use DuckDuckGo if you don't want, you don't want the Google to trace your activity. Use a, anyway, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but I'd like to be anonymous. But um, Google's pra practically taken the market. I have nothing in principle against Google, but they, they do control um, ideas. They're censoring ideas. And, and that's not good for, for the truth. Um, where was I? Oh, put in the examination of conscience in, in whatever search engine and, and on the Internet. And, and you will be sure, whether it's Google or anywhere else, you will only get Catholic websites. Apparently nobody else in the world has any concept about examining his conscience. And it makes sense. Because there's no accountability in the other religions, even the other Christian religions, because there's no confession to the church. And, we, and, the, and the, the, the sacrament of confession is a very merciful uh, venue for confessing to the church because we don't do it as in a court of law in front of the whole community. We, you go in private, even behind the screen, anonymously, and you tell the sins to Christ in the person of the priest. And he absolves you without even needing to know who you are. God knows you better than you know yourself. And if you're brutally honest, God will change you through that holy confession. This is how we know we believe in Christ. Because we believe in the truth. And the truth is, first of all, how do you stand before God? That's really the only truth. Who am I? St. Francis of Assisi said it this way. He said, you are what you are before God. No more, no less. Those who keep his commandments remain in him and he in them. And the most 
the sacrament by which this remaining in the Lord, this union, intimate union with the Lord, is best manifest is holy marriage. That's why we come to the altar to sanctify our, our flesh unions from which God wills that all life should come, that he brings saints to the world through the holy sacrament of matrimony. We also give, te- that our holy marriages give testimony that we abide in Christ, in our abiding, our, our holy spouses abiding in chaste marital love, one with the other, for the sake of the children and for their own salvation. We follow the Lord Jesus, united to him. He is the vine, we are the branches. We work out our salvation only united to him. If we don't follow him, we are cut off and burned in the fire, Christ says. That's an image of the, of the last judgment. That the angels, well, he says, men will take them and burn them in the fire. We need to be united to Christ in order to live now and forever. We follow the Lord Jesus working out our salvation with fear and trembling, with joy and hope, by the strength and forgiveness he gives us in his mercy, by his blood, which is our life. That includes the way of penitence. As I said before, this image of the vine is the image of the cross. It's, it's an, we, we, our discipleship of Christ includes the way of the cross. Joyfully confessing his mercy by confessing our sins and depending on his providential care. And accepting the difficulties, the ordinary and extra, extraordinary difficulties of our, of our lives. There's a short indulgence prayer for the conformity of the Christian to the will of God, which expresses it well, which expresses this union of the person with Christ, with God, with his will, that, that he, he do his work through you, not according to your own plans, but according to his will. And we, pray, and, I, and we pray to conclude. May the most just, the most high, and the most lovable will of God be in all things done, praised, and evermore exalted. Amen, amen.